You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. It's that nine to five time feeling life. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, WWE makes a power move with NXT on Wednesdays. We also have Braun Strowman and Seth winning the tag team titles, King of the Ring tournament, AEW, that, and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band for Ringside podcast. Ditch that 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band for Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Handra Day O'Connor. And to my right, we have Two Beer, Zach Fong. What's going on, Two Beer? That was good. Uh, not a lot. Uh, bada boom, highest guy in the room. How you doing? Doing okay. And to hit, wait, the, there might be some competition here for the highest guy in the room. I don't know, man. I'm to pretty high. his right, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, GCB? Allow us to bow our heads of this blasphemy to my left and read from the band from Ringside podcast. Uh, he sounds higher. I thought mm. I'd be responsible and not drink. <laughs> I did. Volume 120, <laughs> chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. It's all good, baby. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I'll see you in a week. Plenty to talk about. Plenty of things to do. And to his right, as always, we have Lucha Chris. Ah, Lucha Chris ain't here. Neither is Murray, man. Both those guys. You know, we have six members of the BFR world. If we don't count, you know, Richie Rich and Sam the Mauler Mall and Andrew Bushway. We Mr. have Perfect's not Bill, in the house. Zach, Jason, Tender Bahal, who we haven't seen in a while. He might be dead. Is he dead? No, I talked to, no, talk to Tender. He didn't flake like your Donald Trump's dick. And oh. then we have uh, Murray the Murray Man Murray and Lucha Chris. But everybody's gone tonight, so it's just the OGs. OGs it's just the, the OGs, which has been a while. We are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in downtown St. Louis, Missouri. We got Rich Harris turning the knobs tonight. Richie Rich is in the house. And uh, we got a bunch of stuff to get to, as always, this week. We thank you for tuning in. Before we get too far into it, let's talk about that day one-ish sponsor. That's JJ Twigs. JJ Twigs with the best pizza in St. Louis. You can get that St. Louis-style pizza, the thin crust, or you can get that double-decker where they just put one pizza on top of the other. They have tons of good stuff. Hey, if you see us out, if you see Bam from Ringside out at a Dynamo Pro show, or you see us out, just hell, if you just stop us anywhere and say, hey, I listen to Bam from Ringside, one of us will hand you a $10 gift certificate, a $10 gift card to JJ Twigs. Go there. It's a great family atmosphere if you want to be that. It's also a great drinking atmosphere if you want to be that that's my preference actually but you can do either or they got they got uh bucket specials during cardinals games go get yourself some jj twigs on toasted South rav Hampton. happy hour toasted rav happy hour whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Got buffalo chicken dip which is fire yeah it's Sometimes like 50 I just cent get toasted some, rav yeah 50 cent toasted ravs uh <laughs> during happy hour <laughs> Uh, never mind. Go ahead. St. Louis stable for all you international listeners out there. No doubt. Uh, but, uh, yeah, go get yourself some JJ Twigs. And without further ado, let's get to that three count. Who's going? Zach, you're going. 
R.I.P. NXT. We hardly knew ye. Mm-mm, oh, damn. Man. It's like he didn't even want to take that one, but he had a line all ready for it. I didn't, I didn't have that ready, but I was. I am pretty sad about it. Pretty quick. Wow. Yeah, just a quick wit. You know, I'm the regular Corey Graves so, in this group here. Why are you? Uh, why are you saying R.I.P. NXT? NXT. Obviously, they just announced that they're going to start doing two hours of live television on USA from eight to ten on Wednesday nights. How do you feel about this, Zach? I mean, on one hand, it's super cool because we are officially in a wrestling war again with head-to-head yeah. uh, coverage, uh, TNT versus USA even. I mean, like yeah. this is like hardly any different except for WCW was an old company that had been like at the bottom of the dumps, and then they had like a resurgence, and AEW is a brand new company. But uh, two hours, primetime television, cable news network, not news network, cable network, just... Um, we're going to be seeing this. You know, people are going to be flipping back and forth. Some people are going to be watching one and not the other. It's a network that a lot of people watch. Yeah. I mean, it's got all law and orders and shit. And I know people just love that stuff. Yeah. They're both right next to each other on the dial. Like if you have cable um, and you're flipping through channels, they're right next to each other. So even if you don't even know about AEW and you're just like a total WWE person, when you go to flip to USA, like you're gonna see AEW wrestling for if you you know go to watch NXT, so that's interesting, and uh, yeah, did we put up a poll about uh, which one you're gonna watch? No, because plenty of people have done that, and that's why I thought we might have done. It. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I, that makes sense of why we would. No, yeah. I just I, if I do a poll, I do a poll on something that this is clearly my this mind is clearly the like biggest that. news of the week though because they launched into something that could like Zach said it could turn into the Wednesday night wars like this is a clearly a counterpunch by WWE putting NXT on Wednesday nights from 8 to 10 two live hours NXT for those of you that don't know uh is a 1 hour show that uh airs exclusively on the WWE network and it is pre-taped they taped four they taped four at a time what I from what I understand, it's the live ones are still going to be at Full Sail University. So every for single now. show is going to be taped in the same place for now, which is like a 400 seat building, which is worth like mentioning. Yeah. Because the first AW show sold out a 10,000 seat arena. So that also, vibe's going to be a little bit different. No, because I'm, here's what I think, it, and this is just my opinion on it. It's the vibe might be different because you have more people, but Full Sail kind of makes NXT. That's what I think kind of the crowd kind of gets into matches and kind of makes matches bigger. You know what I'm saying? But not all the takeovers, not all the takeovers are at full sale though. No, no, no. And that and, and the takeovers are really the continue doing that is fine. For the moment, two hours live every week at full sale. They'll be hype. It's not. It's no different than having back-to-back shows. So you're just doing it, and you're doing it live. They should be able to do two hours, no problem. So the crowd shouldn't be an issue. Is Vince going to be an issue? That's why I said RIP, because you know if they put them up against... A, they did it specifically for a wrestling war, and they lose in the ratings, which is a possibility. Like, it's not likely... But it's a possibility. It's, it is a possibility. That dude's coming down to fucking Florida and rewriting your script an hour before you're supposed to go live. That's what's going to happen. No, I agree. Um, Vince is known to do that. He's done it on Raw. He's done it on SmackDown. I think the biggest problem with that is he would just have to be flying down and making this script change on an airplane. I mean, 
I just think if you let Triple H do what they do, it's already going to have a second hour. You got a loaded roster. Just let Triple H work it out. I think the pressure is actually more so on AEW than it is on WWE. Him and Roman are going to be in a private jet together coming to fucking full sail. It shouldn't. Oh, God. The product is fine the way it is. You're going to get Ciampa back. Everything's starting to lead up to the 15th of September. They're doing Keith Lee, Donovan, Donovan, Dijakovic. They're doing um, Street Profits. Enemy of the show. Yeah, right? <laughs> They're doing Street Profits, um, Undisputed Era, their rematch. They're doing um, Adam Cole and Jordan Miles. So, I mean, all of this is going to be one big lead up to September 15th. So, as it stands, it looks like things are on their present course with Triple H as head of the show. Now, as long as we stay like that, we should be fine. The competition is is what AEW is going to do. That's the curiosity. I'll say it. I both will be TiVo'd. I watch AEW but DVR, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> like I said, I'm the higher guy. Showing his age. Yeah, right. I'm setting my VCR. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my on my VCR. Where's my beta? AEW's <laughs> <laughs> first, NXT second. Just because I want to know. I know what NXT's doing. I think I want to know what AEW's doing. I think we're going to know what AEW does. I don't think it's going to take very long for us to understand what AEW is doing. As long as you're I, watching I, the road to all listen, out, that's kind of your weekly show. Hopefully, AEW is getting shit set up so that they'll have eight weeks in a row of programming. Hopefully, they have stuff all the way set out. Well, they already have announced stuff up to week five. Well, that's good. But just, yeah, you know, that, locations of where they're going to go. Uh, so. I no, like, they said, like, tag team titles will be crowned on the fifth show. And then uh, women's uh, championship will be defended on the third show. And the heavyweight championship will be defended on the first show, I think. There's lots of things to worry about with NXT going to USA. The first one being VKM, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, the second one being, I don't want them to start diluting the takeovers, like, if right now there's five yeah. ta- five takeovers a year, yeah, yeah, and I don't yeah. want takeovers to be diluted because takeovers are so special and they really are highlights of the year for guys like us. Absolutely, yeah. I'll I go mean, this far. Every um, single one of them. I mean, the, the last one was the first one that we 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 all kind of agreed, and Zach was the first one to say it, but we all kind of agreed that was the last one that we couldn't say surpassed the one before it. Now they've had twenty five or twenty six of these things. That's a hell of a statement. <laughs> yeah. That is a hell of a statement. No, but it's I'll just say it like this. I just don't want to get not, watered down. I don't think AEW is going to do a monthly pay-per-view. It just doesn't Good. make sense. Just make it special. Let's appreciate what the landscape is. Less we is have more. been begging for competition and this is direct Competition. I think it's almost. Let's it's, just sit back and enjoy it, and let's see what happens. If Vince uh, lets Paul Levesque actually like run, then we NXT, then it's on. Then it's almost a competition between NXT, WWE, and AEW. That would be cool, especially if they were given autonomy and like you know, uh, they could run Braun SmackDown separately, Bischoff and Heyman. 
You know, they could do yeah. all of that. But that's not happening because apparently ben, Vince is, like, incredibly busy coming up with terrible team names for the XFL. Fucking Battlehawks, guys. Did you see this shit? No, no, no. man. That, that's okay. Hawks, that, Hawks. That, that's okay. That's like, okay. It looks no, like they played, like, 15 win, minutes in the effort. When we win the inaugural XFL title, it ain't going to matter. It's B half and B hyphen Hawks. So you got to go, Bahawks, Bahawks. <laughs> oh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big Battlehawks fan from way back. <laughs> yeah, Day, since one yesterday. <laughs> Day one is. Day one is. But it, yeah, you know, Vince is 74 fucking years old. Uh, he turned 74 this weekend. Nah, don't step on my birthdays, man. Oh, I got sorry. my birthdays coming up. You sorry. just ruined the surprise. Jeez, Spoiler yeah, alert. Right. Spoilers. Yeah, Vince right. got birthday on August 24th. But the yeah, dude's, so you know, old. he's getting older. Last time he was in a war, he was almost 20 years younger. And he was doing the XFL and that, you know, was... Okay, well then, that's... If he if you do it right and a good and good leadership starts from the top to down, you delegate it. You brought these guys in yeah, let that's what them do their thing. You know what's so fucked up, though, is that we're going to continue to do our podcast on Thursdays. There's going to be two shows on Wednesdays. There's going to be a show on Friday, yeah. which we're not going to be able to talk about. And there's the going to be week. an extra hour on that show. Didn't they think no, about no, us? That's... Did they not think about us? It was no, very we're, we're clearly trying not, to do this. I was about to say clearly not, because otherwise <laughs> they wouldn't have moved it. They wouldn't Fucking be talking assholes, about adding, adding an extra hour. They heard me bitching about it. I know. Let's, let's not say that we're going to do an a third hour on SmackDown just yet. But it's got to at least garner some ratings before you pop a third hour on it, right? I can just see it happening. It's like it's an hour outside of primetime because it'll be later then. But I just think I wrestling know. I think wrestling on primetime uh Fox Fox, one of the major four channels, I think that primetime wrestling is probably gonna do better than Bones or whatever the fuck else they put out there. I would say so. Who's even home? That's the that, people that watch wrestling. Home. That's people why they watch wrestling. That's why they put it on Fridays. Is because they're trying to come up with something that's sports like that would you know keep people in or at least have them watching it somewhere else. But uh, real quick, some I haven't seen anybody do. It. I know we got to move on from the one count here. Not yet. Not yet. But uh, I would personally, if I'm fantasy booking this, you have NXT coming up, and a lot of these guys are supposedly there's talks of them getting like main roster contracts like their NXT guys would be like main roster guys essentially as far as money goes and they already should be I think this kills this yes but uh, what's what would be interesting we got summer Survivor Series coming up right like Survivor Series sucks every year because they do this stupid raw Smackdown thing that nobody cares about have NXT actually invade like a real deal invasion angle invade both shows and have those guys go over your stars like and turn, make some new stars. Have them go over. It's real easy. It's not. It's easy, not hard. It's like Buddy Murphy going over Daniel Bryan earlier this week, which we'll get to later. But yeah. like Daniel Bryan has put over uh, Ali, Kofi, and Buddy Murphy all in the last four months, and he's still the best heel in the company. Yeah, it's like it's like you. And can, those are all guys you that can put are guys stars. over and still make guys look strong. Now, and I said it. The other day, when I was watching it, coming home from uh, after I got home from work on Tuesday night, Daniel Bryan, God bless you. I mean, I can't think of anybody else on this roster that would, A, be willing to do it, and B, being able to survive after it and still garner the heat as soon as you come out. You know, it's I bet he it's insisted on it. God bless I, you. I, I bet he went to Vince and said, I'm going to put Buddy Murphy over. He's and then like, all right, well, we'll have Rowan come in right after and beat the shit out of him so it doesn't Which matter. Which is fine. Get your heat back. But at least Buddy Murphy had that moment where he went over Daniel Bryan. He's always got that in the back of his pocket. 
in yeah, his back pocket. Yeah, I mean, you, you can carry that, but it's it was quickly 50-50. Um, are you... The two and three count, really, you guys can fast forward through them. Uh, we, like, I want to stay on this for a little bit longer. Are you, if they do NXT for two hours, and the NXT roster is stacked, but it's a lot of guys that a lot of people haven't heard of, are you okay, or would you be okay with them doing a wild card rule and having, like Zach said, it would like Roman Reigns come into full sale one night? Or lesser than that, having Fandango and Tyler Breeze, guys like that, Chad Gable come back and have like Chad Gable put. If you're going to do two hours of television, why not have four matches for those two hours? Fuck, let Chad Gable and Velveteen Dream do 20 minutes, you know? Yeah, 20 I'm, minutes of a barn burner. I mean, I know that's that. what we want, but are you? would you be cool with him bringing back like the big guys, like the. You mean like top of, the, top, some, top of the card guys? It depends. I feel like a lot of the, you know, almost everybody has come through that NXT system because anymore you don't, you don't hardly go to the main roster immediately. I mean, it just doesn't happen. They force you down Even there. Roman Reigns came through the NXT system. Exactly. Like you're all like so that they can kind of like get you into that system, into that WWE system. So you got to be like a big major star to skip that. And uh, so everybody's come through, but I mean, revisiting like some classic stuff. I mean, especially if you're at full sale, the crowd's going to be hot. That crowd's probably been there the whole time and they remember stuff like, you know, remember like we're talking about, we're going to talk about later Nakamura and Sammy, like they're a thing now, but they were one of the best feuds like in NXT, like whenever I first started getting back into it. like One of the best NXT matches of all time. Yeah. I mean, top 10. Like have them come back and do that. You know, just like. Some shit like that, let these guys open up and work. I'd be okay with it personally. I don't know what it would do for ratings, and that's what really this whole thing's about. But they would probably bring in stars for ratings rather than bring in stars for, like, epic matches because that doesn't matter to them. I think people just, I think the people that tune into wrestling, a lot of them want to watch stars, and some of them just want to watch wrestling. That's part of it, but they don't make stars, so they they, just want. They must just want to watch wrestling because there's no stars in WWE right now. Jason, you cool with that? Um... On one hand, it it kind of goes against what I harp on. I'm gonna say Raw and SmackDown now because, as far as I'm concerned, NXT going to USA Network it's not developmental anymore. It's the third brand, right? Um, one of my biggest things about Raw and SmackDown is that they bring in guys like Goldberg, Taker, fill in the blank for these one offs, and it's. It's to bring in the the mainstream or whatever the case may be. And unfortunately, lately, it hasn't worked. But for the NXT case, I think it kind of works. I mean, it, it makes sense for a, a Samoa Joe just to do a one-off or Sammy to do a one-off, things like that. For that, it makes sense. So that way, those who haven't watched NXT or don't watch NXT... You can at least identify with person A coming from Raw and or SmackDown coming down to full sale to have a great match with fill in the blank. So ultimately, I think it would make sense. Let me ask you this. Are you cooler with them bringing guys from SmackDown and Raw? Or would you be cooler with them just getting rid of 205 Live and bringing all those guys up? Because, I mean, two hours of TV to fill every week is a lot more than they're doing. What I would do... Especially with all the packages they did. Like, I mean, really, when you watch an NXT on WWE Network, it's about three matches and, like, three packages and stuff like that. What I would do if I was running the show is I would combine 
NXT and 205 Live and make it one show. So that way you can kind of have it kind of old WCW-esque, if you will. That way you can lead off with some 205 Live, get that involved. The crowd would get involved into it. I think that would make easy sense. So that way you can fill two hours pretty easily and still have things left over storylines left over that you can kind of go week to week. I think the biggest problem with 205 Live is their storytelling. It has nothing to do with they, what they do in ring. It has everything to do with what is being behind. But there are the guys story. There are guys on 205 Live that are equal to or better than the workers on NXT. Um, yeah. Grand Metalik. Okay, He's the number I mean, one that I think. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, but I think now it's he's so far gone that and Drew... He's not. Go- he's not. I mean, they're, he's they're not gone. Down, they're counting down the days until they're released from WWE. I saw, I saw so, that on Twitter also. I mean, but like, he can go. Maybe he can go to NXT and make something of himself. For nine, or not, for they what, can make something nine, of him. Not that, not that he hasn't. Made yeah, anything. that's what I'm saying. He for was a bigger star before he, he walked in the door. Now he's kind of been. I mean, Drew, Drew Gulak is a. He's a fun character, okay, and he's and, a great wrestler, and, and he would I be love perfect him. for. NXT, NXT 205 Because he went down marriage. and fought somebody in NXT not that long ago. He went down and fought Matt Riddle. Yeah. yeah. And they had a cool match. So, uh, I mean, I just 205 Live just feels like it's on the way out the door. If you just want to just disband it and let these guys fend for themselves, that's your business. What I would do is marry it. That way you have a solid two hours of wrestling. And that'll do it for our... Oh, going to our two count. JCB, what you got? Uh, I guess we can talk about Seth and Braun becoming the new WWE Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, Bill and I were talking about this on the way over here, and I'm just going to just assume that Such everybody knows mood. that every that this has been done. I don't, I get it, but I just think this this is a scenario where we put it on the, the OC Gals and Anderson to match it up with AJ so they can be this strong faction. And then just a few weeks later, you take it off of them to put it on Seth and Braun, the classic mismatch tag team that now are going to be champions. Vince loves it. And uh, he loves putting mismatch tag teams together as champs. And that's, yeah. If you look I at mean, the lineage, there's C, a lot rock and sock connection. See Austin and triple H. But then, then Austin you got, had a like, bunch of them. Yeah, but but now you got like the the Viking Raiders, whatever the hell you want to call them, that just are squashing jobbers week after yeah, week. They, they come out to two, no they had, pop. They had two of my favorite tag team matches of all time within the past twelve months on NXT takeovers. Yeah, and like they are incredible workers. This just and this, I guess I don't want to keep harping on Vince negatively, but I'm sorry. This Go is ahead. just it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Vince. This is just why WWE drives me up the wall. There is no fucking effort into this tag team division. I get it. The Usos are wowing out. Okay, so you might have to put them on the shelf for a little bit. But that doesn't mean that you got to put the titles on Seth and Braun to start a feud. There shouldn't even be a a reason. to. uh, The catalyst is the title. That's... That's the feud. Everybody that is a singles wrestler should aspire to be the champion. And if you don't, you're in the wrong business. That's the feud. Make the universal title actually mean something where it's 
I want to tear his arms off to win this title type shit versus, oh, let's put them together. So then there'll be the chance for a little bit, maybe win at Clash of Champions. But at some later point, somebody's going to have to turn heel, probably Braun Strowman on Seth. So now you can have the monster in this case, the whatever the fuck he is at this point chasing Seth for the title. It shouldn't even come to this point. The tag team division is so loaded on the raw side and we've done nothing with that. But the answer to this is to give the titles to Seth and Braun so you can have a title match down the line. Lazy. Zach. Yeah, man. Nailed it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll I'll take the other side. I'll be the devil's advocate for this. Please. Uh, when you have a boring top of the card with Seth Rollins with nobody to face, and creative is looking to give some kind of uh, jolt into the top top of the card, then they're going to have somebody like Braun Strowman, and you might as well have Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins become tag team champions together. I did like the ending of Raw where they were holding up tag team belts together and the universal title was in between them and Braun was looking at it. Now listen, this is... it. it, it, We we always want them to tell long-term storylines. We always want them to not just try to just come up with something the day before the pay-per-view or the day before the Raw. And so right now we have... Daniel Bryan and Rowan with Roman Reigns over on SmackDown, and we have Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins on Raw. At least they're doing long-term storylines. It's not my favorite. I would rather the tag team division be stronger also, but the tag team division hasn't been strong for 15 years. Like, what are we holding on to here, guys? Let's just, uh, I mean, we might as well take the good as it comes, right? Tuber, you want this? I was just thinking, you know, can Contrast that with AEW, which is not on yet, but you know is going to have an amazing tag structure. Oh I mean, yeah, I built mean, around it, the Young Bucks. Like, I mean, they're just there's a, there's a market for tag team wrestling. People like tag team wrestling. All out is the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers in a ladder match. Yes, for the triple for the triple A belt. These guys have wrestled like how many times this year? And every time, it's just better than the last one. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be fire. Gonna, they're going to be their first ladder match. I'll just say this: if you have a problem with the the top of the card, then you need to look at the way you're doing things and build the top of the card. It's not like they don't have talent on this roster. That is the most lazy Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, just off the top of my head, are in the King of the Ring tournament. They shouldn't be in the King of the Ring tournament. They should be at the top of the card chasing. Mm, they should be at no, the top of the no. card chasing. The King after. of the Ring has always had guys near the top of the card. It's always had guys near the Bill, top of the card. Bill, what did you just get finished saying? That the the top has been basically de- destroyed. Weak storytelling. Well, no, no, there's nobody really out there. Brock is MIA, Braun Strowman. Now, after that, I'll wait. Who would be the next person, logically, that you can say that would be a legitimate challenger to Seth Rollins? That's Joe. N- okay. Now, there's my point. But I love Joe. But, th- but that's my point. He shouldn't be wrestling Cesaro for King of the Ring. Cesaro, okay, I'll give you that. 
Cesaro is pretty much a mid-carder in, in WWE. Damn, so let's if you want to if you want to keep it clean, let's keep it clean. Cesaro's a mid-carder. Joe Cesaro's is so not good. a mid-carder. When he speaks, I'm like fucking a right. He's getting ready to whoop somebody's ass until he gets in the ring. Cesaro could be a mid. Cesaro could be a top of the card guy. Coulda, woulda, if he had, if he had a man. Let's just keep it. What? His his promos are mid card. Sami Zayn. His work. So his work Nakamura. in the ring okay. is top of the card. Not, we're not talking about that though. They have okay? neutered Big Dick Tony. Okay. They have. Samoa Joe should be easily he looks just in that like spot. my brother who has a tiny dick. Drew, Mc- <laughs> <laughs> Drew McIntyre should easily be in this spot. Everybody is always like, oh, these, the, the Manila Mitches are taking over. Well, I'm just giving you two guys off the top of my head without even thinking that you can plug in right now at the top of the card. And if you booked it right, you got now three guys that could all be chasing Seth Rollins. You can, and at that point, I'll let you book it any way you want to. But the talent is there. It's super the easy. I mean, like, just look at the way New Japan does it. Somebody pins the champion in a mixed tag, and it's a huge deal, and then they're automatically set up for the next title shot for the next big show. It's not hard. In the WWE, you have the champion pinning someone and for some reason that sets them up for a title match like that happens all the time yes new japan is better of course i'm just talking about logic no 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 no, i'm just using that as an example i'm I'm not not on the new japan is better i'm just saying that it makes sense i wish murray man was here i'm glad i lose your chris ain't though that guy (laughs) (laughs) i wish murray man was here and that's all i ever because right now right now at the top of the card on both brands, you have Seth versus Braun, which makes sense if Braun wouldn't have been neutered a long time ago. But Seth versus Braun is not a that's not the worst. No, that's no. not the worst heavyweight champion. Hold on. And then on the other one, you have Kofi, which everybody wanted to win at WrestleMania. And now he's won forever. And now he's still champion. Cool. Keep it going. They're booking him strong, and the and the Randy Orton thing has not Perfect. been bad. But no, except, it's, it's, except, it's, it's except for the SummerSlam finish. SummerSlam finish I took like, away from. I it. like Randy Orton with the revival. I like them calling the FTRKO. I think that sounds oh. cool. God, if they I only just, did, fucking I just wish factions. That would be so fucking. I mean, sweet. Randy Orton with the with the revival is cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it something ma- you never it thought you'd sense. see. It. It's like you know, a lot of old school. Yeah, it makes there. sense. I'd, uh, Put I just Bobby wish Rude with them. that they make would, it the four horsemen, right? Just give Kofi uh, like an oh, actual. Oh, just passed out. Jason just passed out. <laughs> give Kofi Man, like an actual contender. Right? Yeah, that, that, would, that would make sense. Kofi, you talk about top of the top of the card. Kofi has not had a good match since Daniel Bryan, though. Like, yeah, he's been champion and they booked him strong, but nobody who fucking cares about this title reign. I'm happy for Kofi, and I think he's a great performer, and I do see him as a top guy. But I have not been interested in any of the feuds since I was interested in that Randy Orton thing because the video packages were good. And then the know. fucking finish just ruined it for me. I don't want to see this again. I think history will sh- shine brightly on this Kofi uh, Yeah, I totally I think, agree. I think he's been he's been a pretty strong champ. Who's they won. booked him strong. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying guy, it's not been interesting. All the guys that he's defeated, there has been some sort of never story interesting. behind it's it. wrestling. They the just, most interesting thing about it is talking about it. <laughs> they just didn't slap shit together with Kofi. They've built him up to where everybody he's defeated, there's been a reason why they put it together. Yeah, I think I sense. think the Kofi reign has been really good. Yeah. Like, surprisingly, surprisingly. good. Yeah. I, trust me, every time he wins, it's just another spoonful of crow in my mouth. And they'll do it for our two counts. 
All right, the three count is the King of the Ring tournament thus far. Um, it hasn't been great, but it hasn't been terrible. Samoa Joe versus Cesaro was pretty all right. Yeah, that was probably the best match of, I think so far. I love watching Cesaro wrestle. I love it when they give Cesaro more than what two and a half minutes, which is what they usually <laughs> give him. I just wish they wouldn't have put paired them together, but I mean, it kind of is what it is. It was a hard hitting, fun match, though. Uh, the other one was Sami Zayn versus Cedric Alexander, which was way too short. I'd love to see them. Let those guys rip off 15 minutes. And then... I guess the right guy went over? Uh, I guess if they if they were playing on Sami Zayn hooking up with Nakamura the next night, I, I, guess, I guess the right so, guy yeah. went over. Um, the other ones were Elias versus KO, which was terrible. Like uh, Shane came in and did the quick three count on KO, which uh. is just continuing that storyline, which I don't know if anybody wants that. But Apollo no, Crews versus Andrade, yeah, that was, was nice. awesome. That was nice. That was, that was good. I was surprised that that was one because I was thinking if there was the, of the two matches, the Andrade and Apollo Apollo match would be the one that would be more like Sammy and uh, Cedric Alexander. But like they have so many workers on that roster. Like you talk about Apollo Crews who never works. That's the longest match he's worked in probably a year and a half. No joke. On TV, and you talk about a guy like Chad Gable, who hasn't been, who hasn't wrestled a match. Him and Sean Benjamin, is, is, it should be a really good match. If they I mean, give him the time to play, it should be a really good match. So let me ask you this: uh, Would you rather the King of the Ring tournament take up just one whole week of wrestling, like uh, Raw and SmackDown, or are you liking it that they're doing just a couple matches a week and building up the Clash of the Champions? I'm fine with. Uh what the structure, I think it'd be cooler to make the tournament a little bit bigger, uh, maybe a larger field or a round robin if you're going to have a smaller field so that we had more matches and then that played in the storyline. Uh, I think that would be super cool. And then we, the focus could be wrestling and not Shane McMahon. Well, you so New Japan. It, it just hurts. I'll just. Well, the Shane McMahon stuff sucks. It's <laughs> Obviously, like- it's just. You just wanted to be wrestling. Once you saw that match, you knew that this there was some fuckery that was going to happen in that match. Also, I'll say this, not to cut you off, but to cut you off. Um, <laughs> I wish Andrade could win the match without Zelina Vega helping him. Like, why does she have to help him against Apollo Crews? Like, just let him win clean one time and make him look strong. You know what I mean? I think that's way of their way of quote unquote protecting Apollo Crews. Like they think they why you gotta protect that, Apollo Crews? He yeah, they don't don't know say, yeah, that's what I that was my caveat. But yes, like that's just their. I feel like that's what they. You think. have to have there have to be jobbers if you're gonna make Apollo Crews, who's an incredible athlete, whose finishing move is a standing shooting star. <laughs> but I mean, if you're gonna make him a jobber, making him a jobber. God, that, that standing shooting star is impressive, though. It's it's sweet. Yeah, God, God bless that dude. He's, um, he's big too. Yeah, he's just just in the wrong promotion. Um, the, as it stands, I like the way the the bracket is set up. Raw on one side, SmackDown on the other side. Okay, I'm a, I'm all right with that. WrestleMania four, blah blah blah. That being said. It's still a work in progress. It's been good. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been shit like I thought it was going to be. It's somewhere in the gray. Let's just see how things go along so far. But so far, it, it's it's been good. It's been all right. Yeah. So that's going to do it for our three counts. 
JCB, tell us about F&B. F&B Eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton, Southampton and Marquette, part of our independent restaurant, chain of restaurants, tours. I shouldn't say chain because that shouldn't be chain and independent restaurant tours shouldn't be in the same sense. But that's the good part about F&B Eatery. It is independently owned. I do know Mike. Mike and I are good friends. Dare I say great friends. I've known him for over a decade. This was his dream to do just this. Like this is my dream to do wrestling podcast, to talk shit and get paid for it. Slide on down to F&B Eatery. Every day is a new day, so every day will be something new. This weekend will be corn, beef, and hash. So those like myself that do like a nice little plate of corn, beef, and hash, don't meet me there. Beat me there. Slide on in to F&B Eatery, 3453 Southampton. Tell them that Ban from Ringside sent you. This is Ban from Ringside. So I put a tweet out the other day on ROH because I was watch I watched the ROH weekly shows and – it's basically now down to a clip show where it's they show a clip from uh, the Manhattan Mayhem match, which was like almost a month ago, like a, a month and a half ago. Then Mass Hysteria was like the next night. So, I mean, it's clip matches. It's not like matches that are current into the storyline. So I was watching the most recent episode, which was Monday of this week another clip episode and I was and I quoted it basically saying that you know I wish that ROH did a better job of just doing week to week episodes and just keeping up with the current storylines because if you just drop in you think this is what's really happening and that's not yeah that's always been a bummer okay so me and another guy on Twitter we're talking about this and he mentions that Bully Ray apparently has some influence or contributes to the ROH storylines, and that's why this is well, the was, way. That was part made of the reason why, by friend of the show, Kurt Stallion. Okay, so who still uh, owes me a chop? Two. So anyway, <laughs> nice try. So then, all of a sudden, we have this conversation. Still owes me a half a chop. Just go. Two. Just go. Just go. <laughs> I go away, I come back, and Bully Ray basically, not even basically, he jumps in and says that, what? how do you put it, that you, sh- you should stop reading dirt sheets, they're rotting your brain, that ROH has still has some of the best in-ring talent in the business. Okay, A, trip me out because I saw it's Bully Ray. B, didn't talk about the in-ring talent. I'm talking about the week to week episode with Bully Ray. No, I just after the fact. Yeah, I just like heat. no. I, after the fact, I was just kind of like I. I thought about it because I was like, I know I'm not going to get any more of a response than just this. But you know me, I can't just let Bully Ray say something and not say something back. So I was like, look, testify. I, Please and thank you. I'm not talking about the in-ring product. The in-ring product is fine. They have talent. I'm talking about if you want mainstream casual fans to drop in on ROH and start picking up, you need to have a show that is current. They have a pay-per-view this weekend, and they're talking about pay-per-view that happened two times ago. Come on, man. Yeah, it's always been the thing. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, their their just, weekly just, show has never been great, even like whenever they had awesome talent because it was always it was, like behind like that. And that's the problem. Yeah. And, and the whole reason I even brought this up is the fact that, and I hate to even say this, I hope it doesn't happen, 
But I think ROH is going to be the first casualty of this big Wednesday night AEW versus WWE war because you so, can't too. you can't do stuff like this and expect to keep up with that. That just won't work. That TNA doesn't even do that. I mean, it's, TNA, it's TNA so, slash Impact does a way better job. It's so weird because this podcast has been on for what almost two years or, or almost three years. Almost no, not almost three years. I'm almost I'm almost been at Sydney Street for four. We've been we were we're we on started. our 120th podcast. And we do them every week. Okay, so weeks you turn a year. Okay, motherfucker, you said you want to be like that. All right, he did so, the math. <laughs> so, <laughs> but when we started, ROH was still a big deal. Yeah, because they had uh, the elite, right? Yeah, and they had the Adam Bullet Cole, Club. Yeah, that's what saying. It wasn't that long ago, though. Cody was coming in. He was just. That's when he just left WWE. He came in, made it hot. All eyes were on ROH, and now, two years later. It's the not fast, even close. I mean, it's a fast-moving business, man. Having heat with Bully Ray is cool, but, I mean, he's no Joey Gag. <laughs> <At least he, laughs> so, uh, we already touched on some of this stuff, but uh, Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy. Daniel Bryan put Buddy Murphy over clean, which Great is match. awesome. Uh, Buddy Murphy has my favorite finisher in the game, that pump handle, whatever the fuck he does. Any Murphy's thoughts? Lost. No, um. It, it, I kind of touched on it. Great for to put Buddy Murphy over, and then you took him backstage. He didn't have a word out of his mouth, and you had him getting jumped. Is it offensive to you to have Nakamura, uh, Sami Zayn, to talk about how Nakamura can't speak English, and then Nakamura just uh, defer everything to Sami Zayn? Is that offensive to you as a viewer? No, because I've always as thought an Asian that, man, <laughs> as the minority in the room. Um, I've always thought that Nakamura I mean, needed a, Rich a manager. Rich is bald. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. we're even. Yeah. I was going to say, I got that. Got I'm two just bald motherfuckers in here. I, don't, I always wear a hat so that you would uh, not notice it. Yeah. So uh, Nakamura needed a mouthpiece anyway. I mean, he wears a Sammy mouthpiece Zane, in every match. Sammy Zayn's <laughs> not doing anything anyway. So, I mean, you know, what the fuck? You, you basically just made him shit the bed against a, a, a fucking Cedric Alexander within. Five, ten minutes. I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. Uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt came out this week. I can't believe I didn't see it coming when they had Jerry Lawler in the middle of the ring. I can't believe I didn't see it coming that Bray was going to come out and uh, give him the mandible claw. Uh, I did like how Jerry Lawler didn't act like a dummy and was like, I've seen this before. I'm walking up the ramp, and then Bray hit him uh, in the back from the ramp. Um, where are we at with Bray? You guys good with him? I'm still still hot on him, man. Like, uh, I think it's great. He's one of the few things in the uh, promotion that I'm like super excited about, and uh, I'm still digging it. Are we cool with Sasha Banks and Natty continuing to use Jim the Anvil Nightheart's death as part of their storyline? Uh, Here's the thing: it does not get any heat towards Sasha Banks. Right. It just gets groans exactly towards WWE. That's exactly the point, man. And I know that like I know that those women's argument would be well, Jim the Anvil Nightheart would love to be used as part of an angle in wrestling because he was a wrestling lifer and all that shit. But it doesn't do anything to get actual heat. You know who gets actual heat in WWE is fucking Sami Zayn gets actual heat. Like, people hate him. He's so good at making people hate the him. The next king in the ring, Baron Corbin, gets actual heat. Baron Corbin gets actual heat. Daniel Bryan gets actual heat. Not a whole lot of people other than those guys get 
actual fucking heat. Maybe Charlotte. Charlotte gets heat. People hate fucking Charlotte. But Zach's point, Zach's, Zach's point was spot on, though. It doesn't give heat to Sasha Banks. It gives heat to WWE because everybody's in on the joke at this point. It, it, it's fine. I mean, I get it. it I As a person that does not have either parent, if this was someone that said this to me, it's pretty much game on. So it, it kind of resonates with me. It's a it's a nerve struck. We'll come back around to this at a later point when Natty gets healthy again. But as sports entertainment, I'm I'm okay with it. All right. What do you think's happening with Rey Mysterio and his kid Dom? I think no they're clue. gonna fucking have no Dom clue. turn on him. Dom's what? Gonna, Dom's turning on him. Yeah. That's that's the opinion. only reason. Like they have, whenever they do that, whenever they like explicitly talk about how close two people are, it's only because they they have to say it explicitly because there's no like implied anything. So so they're gonna so Dom's just gonna turn on his dad because yep. yeah, and he's time, gonna declare his real father is Eddie Guerrero. Oh, that'd be tight. That was shit. too much. Yeah, but, like, yeah. You see the look on my face? No, <laughs> you that, know that, you went too step up, one yeah, step too far. But still, like uh, that's what's gonna happen. It'd be funnier if he says his dad was Hoovertooth. <laughs> you know what's fun? What's fucked up is uh, Ray's talking about being washed up, and he fucking works better than and faster than like yeah, half Ray those guys. Is, Ray is not. He's washed not washed up. up. He's fine. That's good. Ray say that's that's obviously. I thought fed that script. promo from Ray was one of the best promos I've ever seen Ray do because Ray doesn't is not necessarily known for good promos. I liked. I like that whole segment. I, I don't. Not, yeah. Dom's not very polished. Dominic's not very polished. I mean, I don't even know how old he is. I was getting ready to say for the handful of Early times 20s. he's been, yeah, the but handful of times he's been on screen, I'm willing to give him a pass. But he's getting ready to work. Like, there's no way they're doing this unless he's getting ready to wrestle a match or something. Yeah. Um, I thought that the RKO. I I know I already talked about this, but I loved it when Randy Orton made Kofi watch. When he held Kofi's hair back and made Kofi watch uh, the revival break Xavier Woods' leg. Like, that is really good heel stuff, man. And that is, and I also appreciate it. This is a really good week for Randy Orton in my mind because Randy Orton's promo on, on SmackDown was also like, you know, he always talks so slow. And, like, he sped it up this week, and it was, like, way better. It was, like, so much better than any Randy Orton we've seen in the last 10 years. It was it was a very different because Orton promo. Because he's invested in the storyline. Yeah, I think so, when too. Randy wants to turn it on, he can turn it on. That I think that's the, the biggest knock against Randy is he's boring. He's boring because he knows he can coast by. Yeah. And he's done it for years. He's been in a, a bunch of bad feuds. God yeah. forbid he's had Jinder Mahal and great Kali to work with. Now he's got a good storyline to, to work with, and he's invested. This is banned from ringside. All right, we got some birthdays this week. Uh, Let me guess. This, Vince K. McMahon's on, on the list? I have VKM written down here. Uh, yeah, he's 74. Damn, uh, so Stevie smart. Ray is 61. Paul Ellering is 66. Jimmy Uso is 34. Jay Uso, also 34. Who did that? Same birthday. Uh, you know, I talked to a guy the other night that told me that him, his dad, and his grandpa all have the same birthday. That's insane, right? Okay, now the grandpa is, that's where... The odds of that are insane. Uh, Pac slash Neville is 33. Apollo Crews is 32. All those motherfuckers have the same birthday. Stevie Ray, Ellering, Uso Uso, 
Pac, and Cruz all have the same birthday of August 22nd. Happy birthday, boys. Damn. Vincent K. McMahon is 74. Rocky Johnson, Dwayne's dad, is 75. Soul Grand Metalik, the aforementioned Grand Metalik, is 31. Got a lot of God time damn, left. God damn, man. Got they just lot, wasted that dude. Lot, that, yeah, they can waste him. He can go somewhere else. Uh, Ivan Koloff, who I believe is dead, is 77. I believe so as well. Crash Holly is 48. The great Kali, the aforementioned great Kali, is <laughs> 47. <laughs> and Sergeant Slaughter is 71. Hey, everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to ours. For Shock City Studios, for Rich Harris. For JD Twigs on Southampton, for Evan B. Eatery on Southampton, for Schlafly, for Vice, for Murray Man, for Lucha Chris, for Two Beer Zach Pullman, for Jason Cornelius Bell, I am Handra Day O'Connor, and everybody boo the heat!